welcome back to the Around Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Will Hunt, and joining me this week, like every week, is Mikey Breslin. I'm back. Yeah, he is back. He's he, he's not doing his 14-day quarantine from coming back from Wuhan, but he is how back. Was, how was the pool party in Wuhan, Mike? It looked pretty good. Yeah, good. I was in shorts, as you guys in pointed I hope so, Mike. Point. It's a pool party. <laughs> <laughs> and here he is. And in a... That other dulcet tones you can hear is the uh, the Pucker Five Prince, David Harris. <laughs> Pucker Pie Prince. Oh, well, was, oh, we were talking. Has, did anyone call me that? Because if so, yeah, I'm actually yeah. offended now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I'm going to pull back the curtain here for the David Harris nickname conversation. Well, I can I, reveal this. I, I, I ran out of nicknames. A few, a few weeks ago so I, i've asked a few people so i've got a document with david harris Nick can you in. tell me who told you that one off no place. absolutely not no, no i know who it was no they're all everyone... by us in form will alphabetically <laughs> it was that child <laughs> every single person's uh um, it was that child i'd still be protected but if you do want to share more nicknames with david harris you can do so by emailing us at in and around part of gmail.com or if you tweet well, us they uh, won't see it either yeah <laughs> <laughs> Well, he to, to shed light on on that one, basically used to used to carry too many pounds around and not in, not in my wallet. So, no, that's not where it came from. It came from the <laughs> it came from the fact that you 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 used to sound more brummy, and when you were doing football, someone once said to you, "Oh, my name's David. You do a old poker pie." <laughs> that's where it came from. So, well, yeah, but that's a different type of bullying. Anyway, thank, we're back. On the <laughs> Brilliant. Cheers, well. <laughs> Let's talk about some football instead. Christ. Imagine, imagine like people clicking on this episode. They're like, they're like, oh, we'll perhaps talk about hear them talk about the latest Messi news, the transfer news, Champions League final. It starts off with about how Dave used to be bullied for saying "book a pie" in French. Um, anyway, what are we talking about this week? Well, I'd just about... like to before right. we go further. Go it again. Okay. I never said I play "book a pie" in any language. <laughs> just like to throw that out there. <laughs> I was not good at French, but I certainly didn't say I was playing food. <laughs> okay, all right. All right, we'll move okay, on. Okay, then. So, I guess there's only really one place to start, lads. Um, in that intruding and around fashion, we did our Barcelona Collapse uh, episode last week. And if you haven't heard it, go and listen. You can find out why Mike was in Wuhan. Um, but, in true fashion, some big news has broke today meaning it's a week too late, in that Messi has informed Barcelona that he wants to leave the club. Um, now, there's conflicting reports on this because um, the idea. some people said he's got that free release course that allows him to get out the contract for totally free, but other people are reporting that that actually inspired in June. And if that's the case, the release clause is 700 million euros. <laughs> so, um, just, just quickly, lads, um, when you heard the news, how did you feel? Not surprised that he wants to leave, to be honest. I was quite shocked, actually. Yeah. Um, okay. As I, I listened, obviously, to last week's episode, and you guys were saying you expected him to want to leave, but I still, I still just thought he'd, he'd stay at Barca and retire there. Now, I expected him to ask. I expected him to think about leaving, and it would end up with him having a new contract. But um, I didn't actually think he'd go ahead and pull the trigger. It may uh, still end up like that. Yeah, it may. It, obviously, it may still end up like that. Dave, do you want to tell the tell the lovely viewers why you're not surprised? Well, I've, I mean, 
sort of a rehash of last week, but Barcelona look like they're about to go. Well, they're starting it, but they're going to have a massive downturn, I would predict. Why would he? Why would he hang around? Um, that team doesn't really look like it's going to win anything. Messi probably wants to go somewhere. He has a shot at some trophies at the end of his career. Yeah, no, that, Mark, that's a good point actually. Me and Dave uh, talked at no, at length last week about why we think Barcelona's a sinking ship. But um, you weren't here. So perhaps, what's your view or take on the Barcelona situation? Um, I I agree that they are a sinking ship. Um, I just I just find it hard to see Messi in any other football shirt. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I, feel I just that. find it hard to believe that he's actually going to leave. I don't. Mm. Even with the news today, I'm I'm still not convinced that he's going to end up away from that club. Yeah. By the start of the season, but we'll see. I could well be very wrong. You... On uh, on Barcelona though, I think they're in for a bit of a bit of a tired couple of years. Yeah. As either you guys way, rightly pointed out, yeah. Either even if Messi stays, there's there's just nothing around them anymore. <clears throat> um, and part of the Neymar thing that you guys were talking about last week, he obviously drew defenders away from Messi, mm. giving Messi more space. There's just no one in that team, even when Griezmann plays, who, who does the same thing. Yeah, and can attract defenders to give Messi more space. So mm. even though he's still, in my view, the best player in the world, yeah. The team around him is just old and not good anymore. Dave, do you think this is this this is a case of um, him thinking the team's not going to be able to compete, or do you think this is there's a slightly more personal reason? Because we went in last week about Messi's problems this season with the board, and it's alleged that Kuman told him that he needed to work harder for the team and that um, the special treatment is over. Do you think this is a do you think this is just him finally having enough and it's a personal decision rather I'd, than sporting? I think it might be a last straw. I think he probably was already thinking of of possibly exiting. And then obviously the Suarez stuff as well. Yeah, yeah. He, he's close to Suarez. Uh, they seem to have always had a good relationship. Messi would probably view Suarez as one of the better players that are still at the club. And they basically said... You can toss him away for free, even though he's been a great servant to the club in the time he's been there, and and very good. Um, so things like that, I imagine there's things off the pitch, as we were saying. That I, I can imagine there's a lot of tension between any of the players, especially Messi and the board. So I'm really not surprised that that could be the final straw for him to just be like, yeah, I've, I've had enough. Um, it's time for me to get out. Yeah, I think the Suarez treatment's a massive thing in terms of yeah. um, not putting him on the untouchables list. I know there's obviously been a decline with Suarez. He's not the player he once was in terms of moving across the pitch. But I think the fact that on Twitter, um, Puyol put out a tweet after this news broke, basically saying, much admiration, Leo, I'm, I'm with you and whatever, my friend. Um, and Suarez was in the comments of that with clapping emojis. So there's something... Deeply, deeply not right with the board um, and Messi and the feelings there. Um, I guess my question is, how long before Ronald Koeman gets fired? Uh, I, I think I'd given it. I'd given him a year. He was going to get to the end of the season and go. But now, goodness gracious, what are they doing at this club? What? 
what they're expecting him to be able to do, though. No, that's a very good point. Well, I don't know. They're, do they're they, giving away all their best players. Do they just want someone to manage like a rebuild period? Because that's what it's beginning to look like. Is Ronald Koeman the right man for that job? Absolutely not. No, no, no the right man is currently uh, Old Trafford. I didn't realise. Get him into the rebuild. What? I didn't realise Pochettino was. Oh, no. No, 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 no. Pochettino should not take this job. Not take this job. Oh, he shouldn't take it, but he'd be more ideal than. No, um, yeah, he would, but he just should stay clear of this job. It's a toxic job. Anyone who takes it, he needs to A, be a big enough name, and then they also need to be able to fail because it's just a toxic, toxic environment. Um, With that being said, is Messi. um, Right. This is going to. Double edged sword. Messi leaves. The greatest player leaves. The fans will be an open revolt. It'll be terrible. It's just one of the worst things that could happen for Barcelona. However, if someone pays the fee of 700 million euros, Messi's annual salary is 60 million euros as well. Barcelona are in financial straits. Like, like they're in a really bad way financially, as we detailed in last week's pod. Could this almost be a blessing in disguise? It could. However, I have a lot of moral questions if any football club's going to spend £700 million on a player, especially in the current climate. Yeah, but I'm not asking about that. I'm asking... I just... It... Yeah, I mean, if somehow they get £700 million, then absolutely. it's uh, It'll probably sort out their financial issues, I presume. That's a huge sum of money. And if somehow £700 million doesn't pass her a far worse than we thought they were but even if he, even if he goes on a free is losing that 60 million in expenditure a year for a player who is on a dick who let's be honest is is the only way is down now for leo messi oh is that a bad thing well this is something they would do in american sports this is something that i think is more accepted over there you would, mm. i don't think you really see it in in like football necessarily no. um where people try and cash in before yeah. they've lost their value, as it were. Um, so it definitely could help Barca. I, I think if I was Barca, I'd much rather sell a load of shirts and have Messi on the pitch, personally. Yeah. I was going to say, Messi, Messi sells you so many shirts. He brings so much sponsorship and stuff that if you're paying him that wage, you're probably bringing in as much free merchandising and sponsorship. Mm. He's... He's much more than a footballer. He's he's basically like a marketing asset at this point. Yeah, I think the only I think I was trying to think of like when you because Messi before Messi came, Barcelona had had some success, right? They'd won a European Cup. Yeah, they'd had all the success. They had Ronaldinho. They were seen as a big club. They weren't seen as the same as they are now, which is one of Europe's absolute super clubs with the best player ever, like. You think of all the wonderful players to walk through Barcelona's doors. Messi is the player, though. He's the one everybody thinks of. He's synonymous with the club. There's no player in football, really, that... There's, I don't really think there's an athlete currently right now in a team sport that has that level of pull for that brand that Messi has for Barcelona. I think perhaps the only one I can think of would, would have probably been LeBron James when he played for the Cavs in the States in terms of they were a smaller they were a smaller organisation and he was the undisputed best player in the world and he was almost bigger than the brand at that point. 
But Messi is almost as big as Barcelona. So letting him go on that level, I think, could be disastrous for the club in terms of losing that identity. Anyway, let's ruthlessly speculate, Mike. What are the who's the favourites to get him? Well, I guess the obvious place is Man City, isn't it? They're, they are mm-hmm. the favourites. That's mm-hmm. a re, reunite with Pep. They've mm-hmm. got a lot of money. We know that. Mm-hmm. So, in theory, they could afford his wages, particularly on a free. The the second favourites, which I really wasn't expecting to see on the list, is Inter Milan. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if anyone... I don't understand all that. Season. But it's, really? Yeah. It's, they've I must got have some... missed that. They've got some. They've got some investment, and they've got Maturo Martinez, which is one of the things. But just, we'll talk about the fits for all these teams in a bit. But just <laughs> Conte and Messi, not going to work. It's not going to work. No, it's just not. Although it would be fun having Messi and Ronaldo in the same league again, wouldn't it? Yep. Yeah, it would be. Wouldn't that be um, great? I'd also love to see him in the Prem. So even if he has to land at Man City, let's let's get, let's get it done. Let's get it done. Um, I think what's the other one that's been floated about there? Maybe moving to the states. I think is the one yeah, I saw. I don't see that. No, I don't so. see it. But they're sort of floating the idea that he would part be part owner in David Beckham's into Miami. Yeah, right? I was going to oh. say that's the only team that he'd go to. I imagine. He what well, he has always promised some superstars there, hasn't he? Yeah. Matweedy first, Messi second. Quite the quite the step up. Wow. <sighs> Imagine a great left-footed player and Messi. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it's, let's just think about this because realistically, we're talking about fourteen. Assuming that Messi wants to pay wants to be paid a wage, let's assume he goes on a free first and foremost. Um, let's. And I think that's so, the only way he leaves. Yeah, yeah. Personally, I do too. And I think Barcelona yeah. law, Barcelona lawyers will absolutely fight tooth and nail not to lose Messi. Barcelona has got elections in March. He knows it. If he lets him go, he's gone. Um, but let's ruthlessly speculate anyway. Sorry, not ruthlessly, recklessly. Um, so we're talking about places that can, that can probably sign in. We've got Man United could pay the wages. We've got Man City could pay the wages. And I think we're talking willing to pay as well. We've got Inter Milan, we'll say. And we've probably got PSG. PSG is the only other one, I think, really. Yeah. So of those four clubs, which fit is best for you, Bruce, do you reckon? I just wouldn't not, you just not, love, no 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 but wouldn't <laughs> you just love to see Neymar, Messi and Mbappe? Yeah. No. I would I'll love come that. off it. No. I would no. love that. We'd be there. PSG. Would I would hate the fight. fact that it's PSG, but oh my god, imagine. Do you think that's the best fit though? Uh, not necessarily. I, I I think he'd do well at City. To be fair. Yeah. The question is, would he get benched by Riyad Mahrez? Which I think he very much right. <laughs> to me, I think the most interesting fit is City, um, just in terms of playing. With he's got a good chemistry with Aguero. They're good. They're good friends. He's playing under a manager who basically helped to help to mould him into the superstar he is today. And you've also got imagine him and De Bruyne are in the same team. Imagine because the, the two of them, the two of them would operate on the pretty much the same right-sided part of the pitch. However, my problem for that would be. Messi's not going to press. He's not going to do all the things that we know that Pep teams have to do to avoid defending counter-attacks like they've had trouble all season. But um, that's the fit to me. But Dave, which one for you? Um, 
I think Man City makes practical sense. Money. They're, yeah, they're probably at a chance of challenging for the title next year. Um, I say probably, definitely, <laughs> definitely. I was, was going to say, you really got Sorry. out of there. So. Sorry, no, no, but... <laughs> that is reckless. No, but what I mean is, <laughs> like... No, 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 but what I mean is, when it comes to England, he's not going to go to Man United. They're not as much of a complete team for him to go to. He wants to, if he's if he's leaving, he surely wants to go to a team that's still pretty much at the top. And obviously Man City are above Man United. Um, however, now Mike's mentioned it, I would absolutely love to see a Pape, Neymar and Messi play. But I hate PSG, so it would also be upsetting. PSG would have to sell one of them two. Too. I think, I think practical sense, the only team I can see is Man City, really. Um, even Inter, like, team's not... Like, what's the point of Messi doing his brilliance when Lukaku's first touch for the 1-2 goes out for a throw-in? What was the point? Firstly... Lukaku's a very good player. He is a good player. It's and the whole, first, the, whole, the whole first such thing is blown way out. No, I know, but he's not the sort of player Messi wants to play with. No, but that's the thing. Messi's going there to play with Lutero Martinez in principle. The problem with the Inter... And actually, uh, Victor Moses. The problem with the Inter, Victor Moses is on loan. There's no guarantee we'll be selling him. Thank you very much. He's got Alexis a star role next year. Like I, think, I think the thing with Inter is... Um, Conte wants Conte's playing a 3-5-2, which means Messi's got to be one of the front two. And Inter's two best players are probably the front two. So you're not yep. while you are strengthening, it's not like it's not a place that Inter absolutely have to spend the money to upgrade. This is the classic Chelsea. They just keep buying tens. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, we're not really... there yet. We're not there yet, because I'm gonna boil every uh, firstly, if if Chelsea tomorrow adds that they were signing Messi for a packet of Watsits and they were just like, <laughs> he was paying them to play. I wouldn't, at this point, I would not be surprised, but we'll probably come on to their transfer news later. Um, from a United perspective, Mike, do you think, do you think, it's going to sound like a weird one. If Messi signs to United, they're in, do you reckon they win the title? Nah. No, I don't think so either. No, I don't think so. If, if this is it, it, obviously puts us a lot closer. This is this is my thing. Like at the start of the season, Messi sort of apparently said, um, "I don't care about big fat contracts. I care about the chance to win. I want to. I want to win." Which is why I think realistically, you're looking at City and PSG. When you guys said Champions, I think it's the Champions League he really wants to win. It's that yeah. Champions League. That's the his white whale. So. And I think. He hasn't got a chance to win that at United. No. no. Really. So, yeah, City and PSG, I, I would say, are the only only real options, if that's yeah. the case, which we think it is. Mm. Pure speculation, as per from us, but... Reckless speculation. It's <laughs> um, an interesting question, though. If, um, if you're PSG and you've got the opportunity to sign Messi and he doesn't really care who out of Mbappe or Neymar he plays with, and you've probably got to move one on to afford it. Who do you move on? Mbappe is surely the only one you get the money for. What? No, I don't think... Yeah, but if you're saying 700 million... No, we're talking about free okay, transfer. Okay, talking about free transfer. Okay. 
I don't know. Would Met? I feel like Messi would. I feel like somehow Messi would want both of those players to be there if he was to to sign. I feel that would be a big factor for him, especially Neymar. Yet him and Neymar are friends. I think I think Neymar. Yeah, I'm I'm still getting rid of Neymar. <clears throat> no, really? I. Yeah. Oh, I'm sacking off Mbappe. We'll get on to Neymar and Mbappe later on in the podcast, I believe. Um, but anyway, if I'm, I'm going to push you for a prediction, Dave, what do you think happens here? If he leaves, go where- big. Uh, he's going. Go big. It's a new deal, Dave. Come on. He's going to end up at Man City. I like it. He's going to but... Dave, Dave's going to follow up his huge prediction of if Man City get Messi, they've challenged for the title with. <laughs> with his signs. No, for him. but if I like they. It. I don't, Two to the, one day. The thing is with Messi, there's only so much he can force himself out of the club. Yeah, that's why he's going absolutely nowhere. Yeah, oh, that's why. Yeah, let me I'm, tell you. I'm, I'm saying if he leaves, he goes City, but I'm. I think there's only maybe a twenty percent chance that he actually leaves. Hmm. The um, the official in the round prediction is he stays put, does a Sergio Ramos and signs a new contract. Yeah, I'm, I'm with that. Bang! There we go. Pulls up from three. Just a quick so question. I hope you all Dave. enjoyed the uh, the reckless chat. Just a quick question. A boring Dave. finish. I did actually see a tweet earlier from some journalists. I can't. Under- I don't understand how verified they are or whatever. But they did suggest that Barcelona were fine with him going and they were going to replace him with Neymar. Oh no! Yes, yes. Viewers, um, if you don't remember, Dave agreed to get a tattoo um, of Neymar under his foot. Just like, his and, name, like to in Toy Story. Just, just to let you know, ladies and gentlemen, that I, oh, no. I am fully rooting to Neymar. Oh God, I totally forgotten about this. Honestly, if he signs for Chelsea, I'll be a bit upset because it's just like. But, yeah, I'll be upset because I'm like... Well, like, I might have to have Neymar on the bottom of my foot for the rest of my life. <laughs> that would be oh, incredible. No, no, no. Anyway. Can I be... get it like under my ankle or something? No, like, no, my, no. on the bottom of your foot. That's like, not what you like, agreed. Like in Toy Story. You said on my foot. That is on my foot. On the bottom. Go back and listen. I'm not putting it on in big print, though. It would just be a small little, no, no, small big, little Neymar. Big print, like in Toy Story. No, Will. Like he owns you. He doesn't own me at all. He doesn't he, even know who I am. Leave it in your head. <laughs> um, let's move on to chatting a bit more about some other transfers. Um, firstly, I'm going to go to you, Mike. Um, how worried are you that United don't see about this Sancho news? That he's staying at the club until 2023, according to the Dortmund board. <laughs> Uh, well, I'm sure that's just some bit of bargaining in the press going on, as it's as it has been the whole time, bit of propaganda. But um, I mean, we've seen this before with United; they just draw things out. It'll, this will rumble on till the start of October, and then they might sign him, or they also might not sign him. And then they're looking at other options at least, so that's better than usual. Oh, what other options are you looking at? I can't remember, but they're not good. <laughs> I wouldn't honestly. I would be not. I think good. Douglas Costa was one of them. Oh, he's not good. Um, I wouldn't be. Well, he's obviously good, but he's not great. Um, he's I wouldn't not be. Sancho is he? But no, that's the thing. United need a, a goal scorer and a creator out wide. Um, Sancho seems to be the missing piece in terms of. He is the fit, isn't he? He's a te- He would make you challenge for the title. Um, are you worried that? Because we're going to talk about Chelsea in a minute. We're going to talk about a young manager who's been 
back to the absolute hilt by his club after a decent to good season. Oli had a good season in the end. He obviously got back in via the Fernandez transfer in January and he was back the previous summer, but they don't seem to be backing him this summer. It seems like they put all their eggs in the Sancho basket. So what I'm sort of asking you is, do you think the club's letting him down a bit? Uh, well, if they don't get him in the end, yeah, probably. Fernandez should have signed last summer, remember? Yeah. He would have signed last summer if the board weren't so tight. They waited till the end of January, not even the start. <clears throat> so if, imagine if he signs on January the 1st instead of January, whatever it was, the 29th. Yeah. That's You've four just... or five extra games we would have had him for. You'd have still been third. Right, but... <laughs> We'd have been better for longer. Or that is if, true. If he signs in the summer. We're doing it again. They keep doing this. and it's Just pay the extra 10 or 15 or 20 million, which you're going to end up paying on October the 4th. Hmm. I think they'll... I don't know. I don't have a clue what they're doing, to be honest. But yeah. yeah. At Chelsea, as we're going to talk about in a second, they're bringing in literally everyone they possibly could yeah. to fill the holes that Lampard wants. <laughs> fill the holes I mean, that the rest of us didn't even know were there. Well, yeah, <laughs> some, some of them aren't even holes. But <laughs> um, Meanwhile, at United, we can't even get one transfer over the line. Yeah. Admittedly, it'd probably be the biggest one of the summer, but... You just... You just... The two clubs, and we keep talking about this every time we talk about them, and we do keep talking about them together because they're quite. They've aside from the rivalry that seems to be starting up again, they've kind of got that. They're both young managers, both rebuilding squads in a way. And you would have said that up until the summer, United is probably further ahead in terms of squad building. Um, so that, I think to me, the Sancho and the Havertz deal are examples of they for starters it's universally accepted that Jane Sancho is a generational talent. And I think at this point, it's universally accepted that Kai Havertz is what you would describe as a generational talent, potentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chelsea don't even need Havertz. No. He's out there and they can get him, so they get him. No. United needs Sancho, who, as we've just said, is a generational talent. Yeah. We need him more than Chelsea need Havertz, and we still, we're not going to get him. Yeah, this is the difference between the two clubs, is that the way I'm looking at the Havertz deal is the way I looked at the Eden Hazard deal, is you're buying a player to be your best player for multiple years, and you hope that they turn into half the player they could be. Because when Hazard was bought by Chelsea, you knew, you that was the moment you were like, Are they, this is them moving into the next phase of their life. And look what it, look what it, it came into being. So like... When you look at the when you look at these deals, you look at 120 million for Sancho. I don't like that he's offered. They're talking 400k a week. I think that's ridiculous. But you talk and you're looking at 90k for 90 million for Hazard, Havertz. Okay, they're too close together. Um, but you look at those deals and you think to yourself, you're buying a player for 10 years to be your best player, probably. These are the situations you play your money, pay your money for. This is why you use your Jesse Lingards, um, your squad. Your squad players at Chelsea have come through the academy. Your academy is there to produce the bones of a squad. It's not there to fill out the absolute world-class parts of it. It's just the fact. It's just the fact of how it is. It's just how squad building seems to go these days. And that's just for me the sign of Chelsea saying, "I'm gonna. We're just gonna buy Havertz. We're just gonna do it." And they might all fall apart, but they just. They seem to basically be saying, 
price be damned, we're just going to do it. We've got an opportunity to get a really good player and we're going to do it. And That's I'll, what I mean. That's what I'm talking about. And I can't for the life of me understand why United aren't doing that. They've been that's, what, that's what's so frustrating. 120 million gets this deal done. Well, yeah, we, we already pretty much know that. But this is the thing. They, they won't spe- do it. They spent 90 million on Pogba. They're not averse to spending this kind of cash. 80 on Maguire on a centre half. They spend this kind of money, and I, I can't, I just can't understand why they haven't, why they won't spend the. I know it's we're talking ridiculous sums of money, but I just can't understand it at all. No, I can't either. It, it's so frustrating watching Chelsea bringing in literally every single target that comes up. Yeah, and we have one, and we we're just faffing around, not doing anything. Dave, trying to play for five million. The, what do you think of the Sancho thing and the sort of debacle it's turning into being? It's, I don't know, it's sort of frustrating and I'm not even a, a fan of Man United. It's just, you can see that he's a, a real, real talent. And it's one of those where you can look back and be like, United could have signed him that season as he went on to someone else to become frankly one of the best players in Europe maybe the world and it, it's starting to look like it'll be one of those we this is what we could have had rather than ever actually seeing Sancho go on the pitch as a Man United player like the as you say the money yeah it's a lot of money but they spent money on Pogba they spent a lot of money on Maguire I think even Lukaku was quite a lot of money actually um, I'd I'd definitely buy Sancho. He's sort of missing piece of the puzzle, really, in terms of your attack, mm. I would say. I'm not saying Sancho solves your defensive problems, because he doesn't, but Sancho, Martial, Rashford. And Greenwood or, as a four. And Greenwood as a four, you yeah. Can rotate. Pretty... With Pogba and Fernandes in the midfield, it's pretty, pretty tasty, yeah. to be honest. Uh, and I mean, what you need to look at when you make these sort of signings is... How much is an upgrade? Now, an upgrade from Dan James to James Sancho is a hell of an upgrade. Sod that. An upgrade. Sancho's an upgrade on anyone in that front three for United. Anyone. And I like Marcus Rashford more than people like Marcus Rashford. And I think Martial's a cracking player. Sancho's twice the player, I reckon. From what I've seen, I think he's, he's legit. He's the real deal. And he's the perfect fit for United. He's perfect. This is... This is like you sit there and you look at this is why that this is why you look at the Havertz deal and you're so like I don't understand what United are doing because you look at Havertz and you're like where's he playing for Chelsea? Is he playing at centre forward? Is he playing at Cam? Is he playing at right wing? Is he playing at central midfield? Is he good enough defensively to play in central midfield? You don't know, but you're like he's a generational talent, so if you can buy him, you buy him. Yeah, that's the point that's the point I was trying to make earlier. You don't even know where Havertz fits, but yeah, he's such a good player, you just buy him because you can. Yeah. United he actually fits Sancho and you, we still won't pay the money for him. Mm. It's just bizarre. I don't know what the... Stick a couple of brain cells together, will you? Yeah, but at least Pogba stayed. Um, anyway. Well, that is actually good news. Yeah, yeah, I, it I is. I will say that about what? You Mr. Change, Paul. You're changing your tune on Paul Pogba, Mike. Yeah, yeah, the last six months has been decent. Half of it was in lockdown, so... <laughs> That's the thing, and no one in the fans, you can't get distracted. Um, so let's move on to um, the mighty Chelsea. Um, I'm just going to read off this week's news for them because they're apparently signing Havertz for 
80 million up front with 10 million in ad with about 20 million in add-ons so it could rise to about 100 million euros which is something like 90 million pounds um they're going to sign ben chilwell for 50 million uh, which they've got down from the 80 million um tiago silva's coming in the door on a free apparently and there's still talk about whether or not they're going to sign a keeper which quite frankly um i think they keep hinting old black if they sign old black and this, we're just doing fantasy football at this point, but this is what Chelsea have been doing all summer. If they sign Old Black and I never have to watch Kepper again, I mean, I might get Lampard tattooed on me. I might do the day and just get Lampard tattooed across my foot. Marina Granislava, but that's probably Yours should be out of choice, Will. Mine's me being an idiot, putting down wages I shouldn't be putting down. I'm amazed that Granisky got Chilwell down to 50 million, by yeah, the let's, way. Yeah, let's talk about this. Um... Because I think we've got differing opinions on Chilwell on this pod. Um, I like Chilwell as a player. Um, I think he's probably comfortably the third best left back in the league. Or he's third or second. It just depends how much you think of Luca Dean. Um, I obviously don't think highly of him because he plays for Everton. Um, Dave, you don't like Chilwell. No, I've never said I don't like him. Sorry, it's not that you don't like him. You're not as high on him as I think I am. Do you want to tell Um, us why? I think... No, I do genuinely think he's one of the best left-backs in the league. But people sort of treat him like he's an elite player, almost. And I'm not sure he's there yet. Um, my thing is with full-backs, if you're spending a lot of money on, on a full-back, they better, be worth, they better be worth the money. And Chilwell... Uh, yeah, I mean, it's to be fair on him, it's hard to judge when the entire Leicester team fell off after Christmas. Obviously, his performance is dipped, but so did the rest of the team. I'm just not, I'm not convinced that at this moment in time he could live up to a huge transfer fee. Um, what, Fifty million. But then at the same time, there's not exactly an abundance of good fullbacks going around, so you're going to have to pay a lot of money for a, a pretty decent fullback. No, my- so. What do you think? Yeah, I, I, I'm with Dave if the transfer fee was 80 million. I think that's... Yeah, that's what I am too. That's a joke. But the fact they've gotten for 50 million, if you think wan last summer was 50, was he? 50 mil? Yeah, about 40 that. mil, something about like that. that. I'm, I, I think Chilwell's probably a better player than wan so... Yeah. Uh, in, I... in that sense, it's a decent deal. I don't think left-back, as we've discussed before, is a strong position in the league. So he, he probably, by default, is two or three in the league. I think it's, I've come around on this deal. Because when I saw 80 million, I was like, I don't want Benji or whatever 80 million. Um, I'm still annoyed that we didn't buy Alexandra all this year to go to back Conte. Um, but quite frankly, I think there's... I think, but is Ben Chilwell an 80 million pound player? No, he's not. He's not. Is Harry Maguire an 80 million pound player? No, he's not. But these are the figures that you've got to sort of play, pay when you consider that you've got the English tax and you've got a club like Leicester who are trying to grow. They don't want to sell their players. Um, I think there's further context to this deal is that Chelsea have been trying to replace Ashley Cole since 2014 and we're six years later and they haven't done it. Now, is Chilwell better than Emerson? Yes, everyone's better than Emerson. I'm better than Emerson. My nan <laughs> is better than Emerson. Is he better than Marcus Alonso? Yes, he's better than Marcus Alonso on both sides of the ball. 
Probably doesn't score as many goals, but that's because Marcus Alonso has got no interest in defending. Useless man. Um, <laughs> he's English, which, let's be honest, lads, doesn't hurt us. It doesn't hurt us because it's going to help you qualify for the quotas, which Chelsea are fine with anyway. But the, I think the biggest thing about Chilwell is you're getting a good in- England international for 50 million. You're paying the English tax, that's fine, but that's the price you're going to have to pay for them anyway. But he fits with the culture that Lampard wants to build at Chelsea. He fits with the idea of an English core, which is something that's talked about a lot, in that a lot of the successful teams in this country have had a domestic core of players. And you've got, you look at Chilwell and you look at Mount, you look at Tamori, you look at Abraham, you look at that. He's on the same age range as the squad. He's 23. He's going to grow. He's going to get better. And he's the first choice of the coach. I'm totally turned around on this deal. I actually think it's a good one. Um, I think uh, it's turned out to be yeah, good value really. And also all round for most of the reasons you just discussed. He's he's not the tallest bloke, but he's tall enough that you I you don't plug him in I don't plug him in and go, Oh god, we're gonna concede more. Plug him in. Yeah. <laughs> you know, plug him in at the back. Um now I'll tell you a transfer I need the two of you to talk me into. Is the Tiago Silva one. Mm, yeah, I'm not I'm not massively convinced on that. What do you think what do you think about this? I think I don't like. I don't think he's a bad a bad player at all. Oh, I like, think he's an excellent. Player. E- even in the Champions League final, he looked he looked quality. To be honest, yeah. yeah. Um, but the thing with Chelsea is, it doesn't really fit what you're doing in this window. You're trying to buy players of an age where they're sort of part of a project. You know, like all these players, the age you've signed. Even Ziyech is what twenty six. Realistically. 27. He's still going to be around for like four, well, five, four 20, or five years. 27 to 32 days. Oh, here we go. Four or five years. Obviously, Chilwell and Havertz will be around for a while. Werner around for a long time, you'd hope. Um, Thiago Silva's like the very end of his career, really. 36. In yeah, you, you, you're not getting more than one season out of him, I don't think. Um well, he said he wants to play four more years and he wants to make the 2022 World Cup with Brazil. Yeah, he goes back to Italy for that. That's the only place of taking him, I think, uh, if he wants to be that far. Or Brazil, mm-hmm. maybe. Um, I I just think it's an odd one. I think, yeah, you're getting a good player, but what's the point of getting a good player for a season when... Now, another thing, I saw you link with Malang Sar. Oh, he's okay. signing. They're going to loan him out to a Bundesliga club. Right. Okay, I was gonna say maybe you could bring <laughs> Thiago Silva into sort of mentor like some of the younger players, but if Sar's not actually going to be around, well, that that's the that is the the thing you would say is that that Chelsea backline is desperately lacked. Yeah, I uh, quite like leadership. It yeah, I, I like it for what he could bring to the team, but in terms of actually bringing to the starting eleven, maybe like it's it. maybe it starts. Yeah, but start. what I'm saying is it's a stopgap. What's going yeah, to happen? When... That's exactly what it is. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, but say Malang Sar doesn't go out on loan and do particularly great, you're what going to throw Christiansen in and give him like his seventh season of a chance? No, okay. he's going to be gone. Whoa, 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 whoa! All right, Andreas Christiansen had a bad season last year, but the two seasons prior, he's actually good. He was a good player. Uh, yeah, I don't think he's that bad, but no, there's, there's... he's not a player that you want. Uh, he's not a player I see being at a top team and if if this vision is you going to become a top team I, I don't see Christiansen being a starting centre-back 
no, but also you've got the you got the context. If you spent, I know Chelsea have got the Hazard and they've got the Morata money, which is how they're affording this spree. But at the end of the day, you that's going to afford two thirds of the Havertz and all those transfers. Um, they on, haven't got the money for another centre back. Yeah, on the other hand, with the money you're putting out. It's not like centre-backs are a total disaster at Chelsea, I don't think. Like, Zuma's not bad at all. Rudiger, a uh, bit iffy, but still not horrific. And Christiansen... Depends what they're doing with about Rudiger. And Christiansen isn't, like, a, a terrible player. So, to get someone in like Thiago Silva who could help mature those players anyway mm. is, is probably a wise move, and it gets you around the fact that you don't have to take a transfer out. But... In terms of what Chelsea are doing in this window and the vision of looking to build for the future, it's like an odd one out for me, really. You've said Which, 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 which side are you on? Which no, side are you on? I'm saying if Melangsar comes in, this signing makes some either. sort of sense. If Saar doesn't come in, I think this is is just a weird one. Hold on, hold on. Why, if Saar comes in, does this not make sense? <laughs> because, because you're bringing him in to mentor. He'll help mentor your players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So why does Saar have any impact on that at all? Because Malang Saar, just because he had some good cards on FIFA, is not a finished product oh, and you need they, someone to mature they, him. He's going out on loan. It doesn't he's matter not, about him. What I'm asking you is, Chelsea have a young crop of centre-halves anyway. Doesn't it not make sense anyway to bring him in? Yeah, this is a great signing. One-year one deal. Two years. Like what I want to see is one or two football, years. This what is a, I want to this see is the, the football right. manager one year player coach deal. Now we're talking. That was all truly right, moving on. That, no, that was truly incredible. That was five minutes of <laughs> waffle in which you said fuck all. Absolutely. So I'm just out. saying it doesn't fit with what you're doing in the rest of the window, but then your hands are tied because of the money you're putting out. So maybe it could make sense. I don't think it would be a great signing, but it could it could prove me wrong. I don't that's, want to. That's I'm, what I'm, I'm just saying. Quickly tell you that sometimes He's too old. when you buy a lot of young players, you need to buy some experienced yeah. players. Also, you can't <laughs> just buy young players because otherwise you'll have inexperience everywhere. Right. Anyway, we'll move on. Marcus think, Alonso can mentor them, I think, and I think just bought a left back, Dave. Yeah, Marcus can manage from the bench. Oh, Can't no. pick a All right. Can we uh, talk no, about no, Thiago going to Liverpool? Yeah, just one quick second on Thiago Silva. I think there's just another perhaps question, Dave, is that he's a winner. And if you've lost William and Pedro, who are two serial winners in the squad, doesn't it make sense to have another winner in there? <laughs> William and Pedro are serial winners. They are, though, aren't they? What, oh, Pedro, Pedro was. Pedro was. I'll give you that. Willie. Go Pedro's look. won everything there is to win are in we, his defence. Are you two denying that William? I'm just. Are we genuinely? Look, uh, to be fair, William won find no one more conflicted about how good a player no, was than me. To be fair, didn't William win a um, UEFA Cup with even Shakhtar? Didn't he take them to that? He, he's got two UEFA. He's got two Europas, I think. He's got two Premier Leagues. He's got God knows how many Ukrainian division titles. He's Four. got FA, He's got a chat. He's got a. Carling Cup, that's a serial winner. Right. It's not on Pedro's anyway, level, yeah. though. Winning it? helps. Win- yeah, all right. Me and Mike agree. This is a good signing for it. Sort of. I don't really know. Who cares? Anyway. Anyway, I'm just glad that we're back and Billy Gilmore's going to lead us to a Champions League in a year. Anyway. Let's talk, anyway. About, let's talk about Thiago's Liverpool, which... Why? Why is this happening? I don't why know. Why is he even buying? 
yeah, I need someone to explain to me why you would leave the best team in the world to go live in just... Stop <laughs> it, Well, I lived there for three years. It's a nice place. Yeah, look, look at the people they attract. Um, right, Dave, given that you live there, give me the pitch for Liverpool. Why should he leave Bayern for Liverpool? I, I mean, you're asking me to do something hard because I'm not sure why anyone's leaving this Bayern team. But maybe, maybe Thiago thinks he'll get get a bigger payday possibly I think he fits in their midfield um, does in he? terms of how yeah I think he does I, I think he does I think he brings something that Liverpool were perhaps lacking in their their midfield three that is someone that takes attacking pressure off the front three and Thiago is the perfect person to do that and you've got the thing is with Liverpool their midfield three You've got like Fabinho and Henderson that sort of do the same thing. Wijnaldum's more box to box, and but he's not really spectacular at attacking or defending. Um, he's just he's just good at what he does. Oxley Chamberlain's not really reliable enough. I don't think he's a good player, but like a squad player. Thiago is a world class sort of playmaker that that they need. Because Liverpool rely so heavily on their front three, they really need to take someone into that midfield three that takes some attacking pressure off that front three and adds something different. I think he would be, I think he'd be a great signing. In, but in, in terms of providing goals and assists, yeah, I think he would be quality. Thiago's got three goals and two assists this year. I, but he he creates well. He's just a natural creator. He, it doesn't matter about goals and assists. Bring no, up Javi, I agree. Bring up Xavi and Iniesta stats are not that impressive no, considering how good they were on the pitch. I agree, but I don't think I don't. I think Thiago's a controls the game unbelievably well, but I think he's a deeper role. If you go, yeah, but thirty million for a player of that quality, I, I can't believe they're not. They're not just throwing the money down. I, I think he makes sense for their midfield. The only other Prem team I could see him going to is Man City. But why would they sign him when they've got players like De Bruyne? Why would Liverpool sign him? Because then Liverpool's midfield free. It's it just not... Even though they've won things in the last couple of years... They don't strike me as being like a world-class midfield. What more do they have to win? The Club World Cup. Oh, they shit, they won that. Um. <laughs> They've won literally everything. Henderson was almost... Henderson Look, was a well, what I'm saying is... Fabinho's really a dominant... Like, I like Thiago, and if he ends up in the Prem, then I'm here for it. And I think he would be great to watch in that Liverpool team. Right. I think I think he'd be a great signing. Okay, Mike, what do you think? Uh, I think if you can get him, you might as well. Although they, yeah, they don't seem to, uh, they don't seem to want to pay the thirty million euros for a guy that's in the last year of his, his contract, and uh, the buy manager says he's not going to leave. Apparently, so we'll see. I, I also am not sure about the fit, but I think when a player like Thiago is available, you probably want to go get him. I don't disagree with that. My question is, what does this do for Naby Keita? Because you talk about a player who's supposed to bring goals and assist and create for midfield. That's supposed to be Naby Keita. 
I don't massively think Naby Keita's come off as a signing, to be honest. No, but is this you giving up? If you sign Tiaki, were you giving up on him? Because there's only three places in that Liverpool midfield. You say that, but... And the, uh, yeah, probably, because your bench who misses would, be, out? would be Wijnaldum who, and the Ox, I, I'd say. Who misses out? If, if, you, in, in that front three, if you, if, no, in that midfield three, who misses out if you sign Tiago? I think you go Henderson, Fabinho, Tiago, probably. Yeah. But where's the, where's the, where's the thrust? Because yeah, I feel well, like yeah, dropping one might be a mistake. Yeah. So, so really, you've got to drop one. You've got to probably think about getting rid of either Henderson or Fabinho. And we've seen what happens when Liverpool lose well, Henderson. I don't think you do either of those things. No, so this is why this transfer feels a bit... It, it feels like, yeah, he's a good player, but why would why would he leave Bar- Why would he leave Bayern to to sit on the bench at Liverpool? And why would and why would Liverpool change that perfect balance they've got that's won them so much to accommodate a player like Thiago, who no matter how great he is, has been injury prone over the last couple of years and has only re- only this season established himself in Bayern's midfield. Yeah, it does seem a strange one. I agree. It, it seems a bizarre for why he wants to leave and also a little bit the fit at Liverpool doesn't make all that much sense. And Munich's a lovely city. A lovely city. Lovely city. Should we quickly buzz through some rumours? Yeah, let's talk some rumours. Um, uh, so, Leeds, £25 million offer rejected by Brighton for Ben White. Dave, do you reckon you see Ben White being a Leeds player at the end of the window? No chance. No, why not? Brighton and not Brighton just not selling them. And the only the only way Ben White leaves is like a top six team come in with a bigger bid, and Ben White tells Brighton that he wants to leave. He's not he's not going anywhere. I'd be I'd be really surprised. I don't think Leeds have the money to cough up that becomes a deal Brighton can't refuse. Mm-hmm. I I don't really see it. And I also think Brighton would maybe be a bit a bit stupid to get rid of him because he looks good and Shane Duffy and Lewis Dunn can't get any younger. It's probably time to bring Ben White in, I'd say, over Duffy, I, I would suggest. And he could be one of their long-term long-term players. Hmm. Hmm. That's a good point. Um, but uh, they are actually going to sign Rodrigo from Valencia because Valencia are having a fire sale and need to get rid of everyone. Um, I suppose... Leeds having Leeds, the one thing people would float at them, no matter how much me and Michael have Bamford, Bamford Island, Bamford Continent, um, you would say that there's perhaps a that's a place where they can sh- strengthen and probably should strengthen. Um, Mike Rodrigo, seen a bit of him in the Champions League over the years. Do you like that? Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, provided Bielsa is happy in the system, which I assume if they're going to go for him, he is. Yeah. Then yeah, that's 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 very good, very mm. good. Yeah, that's good. Leeds interesting. Could they do a Wolves next year? I uh, could. They, they, they could either do a Wolves or get relegated. I know which one I'd rather. Well. I know which one I'd rather. We're, um, we're going to do some one to twenty predictions, so I, I, yeah. you'll see where we've put them. I've got an idea of where I want to put them, but this just, I'll put them somewhere different then. This just in Villa twentieth. <laughs> um, speaking of the Villa, they're chasing Ollie Watkins of Brentford. Um, lads. They're also rumoured to be trying to get Tammy Abraham. Um, Villa, Villa, 
Origi. Villa desperately need a striker who can score goals. Um, they desperately need some new defenders. They desperately need to keep hold. I think the biggest signing Villa could make this summer is by keeping hold of um, Grealish, Grealish and Louise, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. But um, Dave, you're our championship correspondent. Ollie Watkins, what do you like? Oh, he's a, he's a brilliant player. He's he's quick. He's just a natural finisher, really. He's one of those players where he doesn't doesn't really need a lot of, a lot of time on the ball. He's just pick him out and and he'll always sort of make a chance. Um, having said that, he's sort of a player you need to play on the ground too. He's not yeah. particularly great in the air, which. To be fair to Villa, they mm, they sort of tried to play on the ground, but then sometimes threw Samata and Wesley up top, so they had to play target man. Correct, I correct. don't know. I I don't know if they even have the service to yeah. give Watkins what he needs, because at Brentford he just the way they play, he's constantly got balls coming into him every game. Oh. I I don't know if he's the sort of player that you want, maybe only having one or two chances a game. And with Villa at this point, if they want to push on, I'd rather see them spend more money on a proven Premier League striker or at least show more ambition than just trying to take championship players. Mm. I, I just think for Watkins, it would be would be a bad fit for him. I think think he deserves if, a better move, really. If, if Abraham's available for 50 million, do you do it if you're Villa? Yes. Without Mike, a question, Mike, will you do it? Mm, I, I don't know. I'm not so sure. I like Tammy Abraham, and I think he scores goals. He's an England international, so you are looking at 50 million. Yeah, I, score, I totally probably, do. We know he scores goals for Villa as well. Yeah, yeah, I totally do. Uh, I'd, I'd think about pulling the trigger there if I was them. He'd also uh, signing a player like Abraham maybe convinces Grealish to stay as well. Yeah. I. I, I for what it's worth, I don't think Chelsea are interested in letting him leave permanently. Um, I, I wouldn't have thought so either. No, I wouldn't I think either. He, I think he will probably play more games than we think he will do next year. Him and Mount, I think, probably will play more games than we think they will. Um, Arsenal, they're signing... Um, it's a whole totally new centre-back pairing. They've got this lad called, from Gabriel from Lille after a bit of a scare that United are going to be involved. Arsenal, Twitter's doing its usual thing of checking out the, the sundial to check which... <laughs> Things like a bunch of absolute weapons, and I just want to quickly say something: is that I saw it, I saw something going around the other day about how um, Williams uh, Williams light years clear of um, ZH, and ZH hasn't stepped in the league, so of course yes he is. But Arsenal fans, please do remember that these takes will all be brought up in the first game when William fails to beat the first man at the corner. Um, but William is the big signing <laughs> for Arsenal this summer. But getting the two new good young centre halves in, Mike, is huge, isn't it? Yeah, they've got Saliba back, who they bought last summer from his loan. Uh, and yeah, G- Gabriel as well. It's it's pretty much where they needed to strengthen. We've talked yeah. about it before. So yeah, this makes total sense. And hopefully both of them will come off. Yeah. Um, Bamiang new contract's close yeah. as well, apparently, that, which is really good news. That's, well. huge, that's huge. That's huge. That's really big news. They couldn't afford to lose him. No. Um, Exciting times for Arsenal, exciting times. Haven't got a ton of money, so they're trying to get Uar for Gwen Doozy plus a bag of chips, and it's not really pulling <laughs> off. Um, Everton, the mighty Everton, um, are after Allen and Decore, so they can make a couple of signings so everyone thinks, oh, Everton look good this year, and then they can probably finish 16th and sack their manager. <laughs> um, 
They're after Alan from Napoli, who obviously Ancelotti worked before, who's a really good player, and they're also he after is Um Do you think this solves it for Everton? Because I, I, I like both it, of them to be fair. Yeah, I like both. I I don't know if you can say it solves it. It's going to take them a while to adjust to whatever style it is Everton actually play. Because yeah. who knows at this point? No. Um, probably take them a while to get used to playing together if they both signed, but. Compared to like Tom Davis, yeah, brilliant, yeah. brilliant upgrade. Yeah, but that's the thing. Ever since they lost, um, they lost a guy to um, PSG. PSG. They've, they've been they've been looking to replace it. Gabaman obviously was their was their pick. He plays a lot like guy, but he obviously had such a injury hit last season. And whether or not he plays again is a different matter. So this is these these look like two like proper players that would would do some business they're not the youngest players but I think at this point Everton just need a good season again it's been too long yeah Decore is really good as well Decore is really good he amazed Arsenal not going for him um let's look at Spurs to signing Joe Hart let's move on um Fulham are looking at Fulham are looking Eze. at Eze Eze yeah. wanted to call him easy group um but he's also linked with Palace that could be quite interesting he's Eze is he's really really good I'm, he is really I'm excited good. to see what he could do in the Prem. He's he's a really good player. Just don't uh, go to Palace. He's like a, I'd say he's like a number 10, really. Um, outstanding last year and what, frankly, wasn't a very good QPR team. Mm. Still only 22. I think a team like Palace or even Fulham, to be fair, is probably a good platform for him to try and adjust to the Prem. Mm. I'd say this, Fulham will probably finish with about 20 points again. Um, oh, if he goes there... Up. But I, I, to be honest, if if Palace somehow pulled it off, as a and if he stays Zahar in the same team would be pretty interesting to watch. I think two oh, yeah. really good players always looking to be creative. Hopefully Zahar shows more of that this season than he did last season. Yeah, that's interesting. Zahar's. I don't. I think problem for Zahar is um, pandemics come at the wrong time for him and there's not yeah. money flying around. Otherwise, I can see Everton spending a ton of money on him. Um, although, as we always say in this podcast, if, you, um, if you're holding out for a big move and you move to Everton, you might as well just retire. Um, looking at Newcastle, they've gone, they beat AC Milan to the signing of Jeff Hendrick on a free. Um, not really much else kicking about there. Not, not long ago, we were speculating about them bringing in some top players well. And now... Jeff Hendrick and Matty Longstaff coming back with a new contract seems like a great summer for them. Say what you want, Matty Longstaff looks no, like... No, he's quality. He's quality. He's quality. Yeah. But it's not the Mbappe and Bale that was flying around flying around the press with the Saudi takeover, is it? No. Um, my dark horse team for next year, Southampton, if they get... They're after um, Weston McKenney. Yeah. They made real progress over the last year in terms of, like, being with like what the manager wants to do there and they've got really good young talent and Weston McKenney, I know he looks like he's probably going to be a bit expensive but I think he's exactly the perfect type of player for that project and he might be moving on for a probably move on to a big club for a twice the fee in two years time but what do you think of that move? Yeah I like it as well um, Southampton also a team I'm quite high on so yeah. uh, hopefully this one works out for both parties yeah, McKenney's been playing for a pretty dire Schalke team oh my God. Under, under David Wagner. Oh, my so, God. Yeah. So let's get him out of there. God. Get, him, get him into a decent team. The bloke who was in goal for Schalke when they played Dortmund at the start. <laughs> yeah. I have nightmares about that performance. <laughs> he looked like... 
he looked like he was on day release from the loony bin. He didn't know where he was. Like, I mean, he just was like, didn't have a clue. Um, he was, he'd won a contest. I don't know. It's um, but that's pretty much it in terms of um, the uh, transfers. Other than the fact that Mike, if I was going to tell you, what two teams do you reckon are the suitors for Luis Suarez? Has uh, it come out already? Who, who's going for him? I accident into Miami. Wow. Mm. Yes. Ajax. He used yeah. to play for Ajax. Wow, okay. I look forward to him signing to, for Everton on deadline day. Yeah. John Terrell signed oh, for Blues, signing, by the way. By the way. Sorry, what, Dave? John Dave? Terrell signed for Blues today. Massive signing. Oh, massive signing, yeah. yeah. He'll, okay. play well. He'll play well in League One. Um, right. <laughs> Brilliant. We, like, we were going to talk about the Champions League final, but what else is there really to say other than the fact that Bayern were really good? And yeah, PSG, PSG didn't really turn as, up. As I've put on our dark sister shagger cries again, sums it up, really. <laughs> wow. Super inappropriate. <laughs> um, um, Mike, I'm going to ignore that. This is a case of... Let's, <laughs> let's quickly talk about this to get out of that comment. Um, Have you seen his Instagrams? Oh, don't, Dave, shut it. Um, better team won here, didn't they? The, the best team in Europe actually won the Champions League for once, didn't they? Yeah, absolutely. They, they, as we've been saying... and. It's been clearly obvious to see they're by far the best team in Europe. Yeah, watchable game. Um, Could have been like seven or eight penalties as well. It was a decent game. I'd, I'd still, I'd, I don't want to bring it up again, but VAR's just an absolute crock of shite. <laughs> I don't know what the point of it is. Um, Lewandowski's had a cracking year, as you guys mentioned a little bit on the last pod. Yeah. Um, it was uh, Neymar and Mbappe. This game, nothing really. Well, that's the, that's the thing you would say is that they missed they missed some big chances. And I think there's probably a conversation to be had about um, Mbappe and whether or not it, he's a little he's a tad overrated in terms of what he is now versus what we all think he's going to be. Um, but to be honest, this is one of those games that played out. I mean, I mean, it was either going to be everyone took their chances and it finished four two, but it kind of like it was exactly what I thought it was. It was dominance from Bayern, and then they sort of let. PSG had a few chances on the break, but the better team won. And um, yeah, I think after you beat Messi 8 2 and end by Barcelona's dominance, I think you deserve to win the Champions League. Yeah, I mean, they were totally dominant throughout the whole thing, obviously. I don't, I kind of don't want to bring it up, but they smashed Chelsea and Spurs on their way as well. Why? Why, bro? Why? Like, we'll be back next year with Ben Chilwell leading us and Thiago Silva. Magnificent at the back. Will Malang Sar be there? Who knows? Um, uh, it's, yeah, it's good that PSG didn't win it. Yeah, I'm pretty happy about that. Yeah, pretty happy. Um, even though it meant the Germans won it, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll let them have it this time. Yeah, right. I think that'll do us, ladies and gentlemen. Until um, we'll see you next week. But they, well, unless something crazy happens, and I don't know. We'll do an emer- if Messi signs somewhere, we'll do an emergency pod for you. Uh, but unless or if he- Neymar signs for Barcelona, if, we'll do a live if, stream. Yeah, live stream from the tattoo parlor. Oh, no. If you want to keep up to date with Dave's latest tattooing, um, you can follow us at In and Around Pod on all socials. Uh, Dave, if they want to follow you, where can they follow you? Dave Harris underscore forty four. And Mike, if they want to follow you for more transfer tips about um, various strikers who are signing into the league, hopefully they'll be more successful than when you called Joel Linton the new Firmino. Where can they follow you? Uh, at Mikey Breslin on Twitter as well. 
And you can follow me at WillHunt17, but as I've already said, please don't. Please instead follow us at InAndAroundPod on all socials. And if you've got any questions for the podcast, email us at InAndAroundPod at gmail.com. Um, until next time, um, that'll do it from us. Um, thanks for joining us. And uh, if you got anything else you want to say, Puck a Pie Prince? <laughs> I've had enough of you. <laughs> See you next week, everyone. Cheers, guys. <laughs>